This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. You guys, I am so excited today. We have Carly Weinstein here right now. Carly, I have been looking forward to having you on for so long. Oh my God. I just feel like you're one of the most like authentic people out oh. there who does what you do and in, in the sense of like putting yourself out there. Oh, thank you. I've been following you for a while. <laughs> like I've always known about your podcast, so I'm hype. And I feel like we have similar yeah. fan base kind of, we have similar audiences. I feel like there are so many times where I'll record with people and they're like, oh my God, Alana, like, I feel like I know you. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that's how I feel about you. Oh, or I really? feel like I know you, but I don't know if it's from like your content or just because I feel like we're the same. <laughs> no, it's probably both, honestly. Yeah. And we have mutuals and I feel like we are similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. There's going to be a lot of like, oh, me too. So yeah, this conversation. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay, Carly, let's set the stage. What is going on in your dating life right now? Oh my God, it's such a shit show. I'm so excited to it's, hear about it. No, you don't need, it's, <laughs> Selfishly, I'm so glad. It's, I'm the best person to have on this because it's every day it's a new shit show but I've honestly been I've been on hinge and it's been so dry it's that's been, what I'm hearing from everyone and I come I say this all the time but yeah. there have really been times where I've been on hinge or I've been on locks club and it's been and like it's, pretty good like there's yeah. a good selection and I've gone on some dates right now there is nobody and if they're liking me then they're not they're not starting the conversation or saying anything. I wish I had this picture to pull up for you, but one of my friends literally got matched with somebody whose pictures were elephants, like no, actual elephants. No. Like that's who Hinge was giving her. Or someone will give me, they'll select a prompt and instead of answering it, they'll just write period. Yeah, I've seen that. I've Are you seen that. kidding? Like, like, tell me you're not interested in, just say you're not interested then. I need to know the stats of the, if those people have ever gone on dates. From That's it. what I want to know. Like, are there people who are actually okay with that? And do they think they're that attractive that they can do that? Right. And and here's the thing. They're, they never are. No. They never no. are. Not that it would, like, make it better, but it's never. Yeah. So that's, that's been my struggle with Hinge. I've had like a sneaky link for a while. Like I literally just referred to him as my sneaky link. How did that start? He, I've known him for like a long time. Like I like grew up with him mm -hmm. and he like recently got out of a relationship and okay. we just like reconnected as like kind of friends. But then I had always wanted 
to like have yeah. sex with him. So I was like, okay, this is like a good opportunity. So, <laughs> so I did. And then we just like our friend groups kind of meshed. That's so, awesome. Yeah. We all just started hanging out all the time and he just became literally my sneaky link. Like every weekend he was who I was hanging out with, but I knew I would never have a future with him. So it was almost stunting me from meeting other people. I'm so glad you brought that up. I want to get into that before we do. First of all, you have the prettiest eyes I've oh, ever seen in my you. entire life. Thank like, you. Ever. Um, everybody needs to like, find a picture of Carly and zoom in on her eyes right now. <laughs> Were you ever afraid that this would get messy? Um, well, it already was messy because I'm like kind of friendly with his ex-girlfriend. Got it. We all went to school together. Got like, it. Like we all grew up together. So it already was messy, but I was trying to keep it low key. Yeah. And then, but with us and with our friendship, I never was worried that it got messy because I didn't have feelings involved and he was emotionally unavailable. Got like it. he just got out of a relationship. So I was like, this is harmless. Like if this girl thinks, if the ex thinks yeah. like, I'm like, don't worry. Like, don't fucking worry. Did like, you talk about it? What? Like when like, you started hooking up, did you talk about like, oh, like we're both on the same page of like, this isn't going to go anywhere. So like, let's yeah. embrace it for what it is. Yeah. Like kind. I mean, it was never like a discussion, but we would talk about his ex and we would talk about our mutual friends and like, we were always very open because we're close. You know, when you know someone from, yeah. from middle school, you just like have a different type of bond. Right. So our, we always were just very open with what was going on. And he, I was just giving off vibes. I was giving off vibes that I was, I would talk to him about other guys. Okay. I was giving him very much like he knew what he was getting himself into. Yeah. So that, that's good that you're kind of like really making it clear. Yeah. I, I kind of had to because I was like, he's my age. I like yeah. to date guys that are older. He's not Jewish. I typically like if I had the choice, I would go for a Jewish guy typically mm -hmm. just because like family, like yeah. it's just same values. I'm I don't right know. There with you. It's easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just right now it's just casual. And I honestly haven't seen him in like a while. So now I'm trying to get back on hinge and get back out there. And it's really hard. I want to bring up what you said, though, real quick about for a while, like when you're in something, it's it, in a way it's a situation ship. Yeah, for sure. Sneaky link, friends benefits, situationship, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Did you feel like actively you knew this was holding you back from something? Not in the beginning, but during it, like as time was going on, I would like go out with him to bars and I would find myself just talking to him and hanging out with him and not interacting with other people. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, I need in my head before we would go out and be like, okay, on Friday night, I'll go out with him. But Saturday night, I can't yeah. because I need an opportunity to meet other boys. Yeah. So I would just like try to limit the amount of time that I would spend with him. And it naturally would happen anyways, because right. we're both busy people yeah. and have other friends and whatever. But yeah, I tried to keep it like, I tried to keep it so it wasn't holding me back, but it always is in a sense. Yeah. And it's tough because I'm on one hand, it's secure and it's comfortable and it's yeah. easy. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, well, if this isn't going to make me happy in the long run, mm -hmm. eventually I need to like cut the cord and see what else I can find and, and explore what else is out there. But that's not easy to do. Yeah. As, and, <laughs> as you, you know. and you never know when yeah. you could find like your right. person. So I guess like the negative side to it is like, whenever I was with him, I could have been, been. but, but at the same but, time, but could you have, been? I know exactly. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so bored when yeah. I go out most of the time, it was, it's been so nice to like have someone to just like be with. Yeah. Like go with to somewhere and leave somewhere with. Yeah. So 
it's been nice. Yeah. But instead of that curiosity of like, OK, like how will I end the night or or just leaving like, and giving up or leaving and giving up? Well, I had a conversation with somebody about this a few weeks ago where like in college, if we didn't like end the night, at least like making out with somebody that we would have considered the night of failure, a bad night, which like that's batshit crazy I, yeah. that that's how we view it. But that also carried through to most of my like single years in my 20s, where if I were to go like get dressed up, like go out pregame, go out and not meet somebody, then I would have kind of internalized that as like, well, something's wrong with me. Like yeah. there were all these people there and none of them wanted me. Exactly. That's how I feel constantly. And I feel like it's better, even if I just flirt with someone, get someone's yeah. number, like give me something so I yeah. can take it away from the night and be like, it wasn't for no reason. Right. Because I always say I could, I can hang out with my friends whenever I want. Right. I can go to dinner with them. I don't need to go get drunk and go out to a club or go out to a bar. I do that because I want to meet a guy. Right. And people are not, not everyone's going to agree with that, but that's why I go out. Well, I like that. I I actually love that you're saying that because I think so many times people try and cover it up and be like, no, like I want to have fun with my friends. And it's like. Yes, but yeah. yes. And, and I, I love, I'm the type of person, like once I get a boyfriend, I'm not going to be going out nearly as much. Yeah. I just don't love, like, I don't love going out like all the time. I'm a homebody. Yeah. And so if I had the choice, yeah, I prefer to just hang with my friends where we can talk and hear each other and just right. hang out. Have you been in a relationship post-grad? So my last relationship was high school and college. Got it. So, and it was just one relationship, like long relationship. Like long. Um, so we broke up and like, I became really single, like my junior year of college, but like sophomore year too, we were just on and off. Um, but post-grad, like literally since I've gotten to the city, I've been single and I've gone through phases. What was it like becoming single junior year of college? So, okay. So technically <laughs> I became single sophomore year of college. Okay. He transferred schools. He was at my school. He transferred to a different school. Got it. And I just became a whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like not to ask a lady question but like <laughs> no my sophomore year but honestly like I loved sophomore year yeah. so much like I peaked like I went to PV and I literally this oh is my God, this is so PV. cringe but I literally if anyone doesn't know we like go to Mexico it's like a big 10 school thing like yeah. everyone goes and I literally had sex with like seven people in a week I'm not even kidding like seven people in seven days yeah and it's really fucked up but I never felt like that again. I got it out of my system. And I it's not for everyone, but I think my sophomore year was that time where I was like, there's certain things I need to get out of my system. Yeah. I needed to experience that wild, crazy side. Yeah, which probably was like pent up inside of you for like seeing everyone else that you're meeting college yeah. go through it and just like, nope, like I have my boyfriend. And yeah, and he was my first everything. Yeah. So it was like, I had never experienced being with other people before. And so instead of like easing into it, I just went kind of a little crazy. Yeah, but I, I kind of did the same. Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not to Carly and BB extent. <laughs> never again. Guys, I, don't do what I did. <laughs> I um was in my like first serious relationship was like a year and a half in high school. Mm -hmm. And it was like, like we thought we were going to marry each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a year younger than me. So when I was graduating going to college, he was going to be a senior. I wanted to stay together. Mm. And he was like, absolutely not. Like I would not be able to wake up every day knowing you're like four hours away in Syracuse doing God knows what with God knows who, like I can't do that. And so he broke up with me. I was so devastated. I get to college. I was like, I didn't want to go. I, yeah. And like, we broke up like the, like the day before I went to school and I did not want this to go. This is how my sister was too. And I get there and it was just like a whole new world. Yeah. And like within the, the first weekend, I made out with like three guys. Of course. And me and him were still talking. Like he was like my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I thought he was going to be proud of me. <laughs> 
No, in the right. back of your mind, you're probably just trying to make him jealous. Too, yeah, like, yeah. A I was bit. trying to make, like, I was like, well, this is what you wanted. Yeah. And he like didn't speak to me for like months after that. He was like, what the fuck, Alana? It was a huge fight. Obviously, I understand. I shouldn't have done that. But I genuinely thought that is what he wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Like go to Syracuse and yeah. make out with a bunch of boys. Yeah. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. 
Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. I mean, and that's what you do, especially again at a Big Ten school. Yeah. It's like there's a bunch of hot guys. You're partying 24-7. Yeah. And you put a bunch of hot people in a room together, what's going to happen? Like, right. and your friends are doing the same thing too. Yeah. But I think it's part of the experience. It, I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. So do you like miss being in a relationship? Like, are you actively now trying to date to find somebody? Not, I, I want to say date to marry, unless that is like a, something you believe in strongly, but like, are you actively trying to find someone now? I actually do believe in date to marry. Okay. Let's talk about it. I've, I've, always believed in that like my first boyfriend even I was like I would never date someone or start dating someone unless I actually believed there was a future with them because then what's the point yeah that that's how I feel I'm like I have a lot going on in my life I've always felt this way and I'm not going to waste my time spending so many years or so much time with a person that is not going to be in my future like I'm only going to invest time in you if I can actually see a future with you how do you level set that though for yourself with like I know people will hear that and think, well, how am I supposed to decide after like the third date if I want to marry this person? Like that's too much to commit so soon. Cause I right. hear that all the time from a lot, a lot of guys I'll say where mm-hmm. like they really like someone, they're like, but I don't know if I want to marry her yet. So like I'm not gonna ask her to be my girlfriend yeah. because that's what she's gonna assume yeah. that means. And it's like everybody needs to take a step back. Yes, a hundred percent. You might not know. See, I'm not saying that I go into a date and I know for a fact like oh, I'm definitely marrying them or right. I'm definitely not. But I can more often than not tell if it's if it's not going to work. Like right. I'll see things and just logically I know whether it's going to work or not or if there's just not, the chemistry's not there, yeah. I know it's not going to work. And I'll give things, like I, I was watching Jewish matchmaking and she was like, when in doubt, just go on another date. I really liked that and a lot. I, like if I it's did. not a no, it's a yeah. we'll see, continue. So I, I used to not believe in that because I was like, oh, I'm unsure. I guess like I just should go. Like if it's not a fuck yes, yeah. I'm not going to go. But now I'm like, I've, I believe that because honestly, I went on a date with this guy last year and 
I ended up going on another date with him this year just because I was like, I was still thinking about him. Yeah. And I went on a second date and I had so much clarity after. I was like, okay, I know this isn't right, actually. Okay. So it's like now I'm like, okay, I agree. Sometimes yeah. you need to just see it through and there's no loss to just seeing it through. I completely agree. And I think, you know, people ask so often, like, how do I find closure about any situation? It's like, nothing that someone else says is going to give you closure Yeah, because you don't know, like they could be completely bullshitting. Mm -hmm. Anything they say is going to make you come up with another question that you want to ask. You want the answer to the only thing that can give you closure is like yourself and giving yourself the ability to fully explore something. A hundred percent. Like when my friends, I mean, obviously in a small, like when you're going on a couple dates, you don't need that closure. But when you're in like a long relationship, my friends will be like looking for closure or like looking for that guy to still text them again after it ends. And I'm like, this is not going to make you feel better. Like it never will. Cause it's like, you just have to be at peace with yourself and learn to live with yourself and move on. Yeah. Because it's never gonna, it's never gonna fix. Yeah. And, and I've, (laughs) I've been there where I'm like, it's just like, Blue, 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 yeah. blue. Like yeah. me just asking, trying to to grasp onto anything I can. Because you want to make reason of something that there's not always reason for. And it's okay. Yeah. Sometimes you're just not meant to be with the person. And a lot of the time, guys are fucking dumb. And yeah. guys don't know how to rationalize things or they'll feel a certain way, but they don't know how to express why they feel that way to a girl. So they'll just break it, break up and whatever. And the girl's sitting there waiting for this long explanation because girls are very intuitive. We can pinpoint kind of exactly why we feel how we feel. And for the guy, they don't know. So it's hard. You kind of just have to be okay with the fact that he might not even know why he feels that way. He just does. And you got to be good with it. And you know what? Sometimes we don't know either. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like we've all gone on dates with people where like they're great people. There's nothing wrong with them. Yes. We just like don't feel it for one reason or another. doesn't mean they're ugly. doesn't mean they're like not worthy of love 100%. or doesn't mean that like they're not good enough. But then the second it's switched and we go on a date with someone and we think it went well and they just say like, I don't feel a connection. It's not what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Or, like a like, I don't want to see you again. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, well, I'm not worthy of love and yeah. I'm not good enough and yeah. I'm not deserving. And it's what's wrong a, with me? It's such a double standard. It truly is. Cause like, I feel, I get the same way. Yeah. It's like, I, even a guy that I'm not that interested in, I want them to be obsessed with me right. either way. Wh- yeah. Why? For what? Why? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think we just want that validation so badly, mm-hmm. but like, we're not going to get it in the way that we need until we can like give it to ourselves. Yeah. A hundred percent. My, my guy friend is going through a breakup right now and he keeps trying to shift to another girl because like his ex has like moved on and is kind of like still leading him on a little bit. And I'm like, shifting to another girl is going to distract you, but you got to be okay being alone Mm -hmm. or you're never going to be able to move on. Like I think distraction is a, is a huge part of going through a breakup. You need to distract yourself with friends distract yourself with a sneaky link like who cares but he's so desperate to find like another connection and it's like you got to be you got to figure out what's going on internally Internally. with yourself first before you start seeking out another connection yeah because it's like a band-aid it's not going to fix what's going on inside I feel like you're someone who has done a lot of that like inner work to figure out like who you are and what you value and I think that comes through a lot in your content with like just exuding confidence, but like knowing like, okay, I wasn't always this way. Mm -hmm. So I know how it feels to not feel this way. How did you get here? Like, how did you become this person who like knows exactly who they are and what they want and like feels good about themselves? Because that's really, really hard to do. Yeah, I mean, I think 
partially I was like always this way because I remember being in high school and like I knew I, I like started a blog and everyone was like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm just like going to be influencer wasn't even a word yet. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to be a blogger one day. Yeah. And people were like, what the hell? And I just kind of was like, I knew I had just an inner knowing mm -hmm. that I would be successful. So I think that's part of it. And then the other part of it is like, I don't know. I feel like the self-work and every time I would accomplish something, it would give me more reason to keep going. So it's like, and, and also I think it has to do with how you're raised too, because yeah. my mom was raised by parents who always said, you can't, you can't, you can't. And I was raised by parents who always said, no matter how crazy your dream is, you can. And I think I'm just lucky in that way that I'm not going to take full credit for my character. I'm like, my yeah. parents raised me being like, if you want to go to the moon, fucking go to the moon. Yeah. Like, so I think that's a lot of what made me into who I am. I love that so much. And, and I, I think I'm the same way with, with how I was raised. Like, I mean, my entire fucking wall, ceiling, everything, my bedding was Jonas Brothers. Yeah, And yeah, the fact that my see? parents even let me, like, I didn't think they were going to let me put a poster on my wall. Yeah. And they were like, do you want to tarp your walls and canvas <laughs> them in posters? Like, sure, go for it. And then, like, fast forward and I interviewed them. Yeah. Like, I feel like there is so much truth to that. And it's interesting. Like, we always talk about, how like our attachment styles and stuff mm -hmm. and and how the way we were raised maybe impacts us in a negative way but like we really hear people talking about like how the way they were raised impacts them in a positive yeah. way and I think that's so true and I know like for me I've looked to my parents relationship like they've been together for over 30 years and it's so beautiful and wonderful to see and I feel mm -hmm. really grateful that I have that but I know not everyone is that way yeah and I'm the same way my parents have been together almost 20 going up on 29 years yeah. and my dad is like the best person and they're the best people for each other. Yeah. And so I've always looked at guys and been like, I'm not going to settle until I find like that actual perfect connection. Yeah. And I don't think it's wrong. I, people seem to think it's wrong to have high standards for yourself and that you like, if you find someone like, okay, you can see potential in them mm -hmm. and just try it. No, like I want someone as they are and I want them to match my energy and then we can like come together and be great together. What are your standards? Like, like what are you looking for? So honestly, it's just like, first of all, I grew up with a very dominant father figure like my dad was always the one who worked my mom was always the one who like took care of us mm. cooked like stayed home whatever and I'm like very much a career woman but I need someone who still matches my energy yeah. so I want someone that is just as motivated as me but still has those dominant traits like I don't want to be the dominant one in the relationship um so definitely someone dominant and someone driven and motivated and then just someone who has the same family values like yeah. that's literally it like it's not that hard it's just it's hard to find guys, especially around the age of 25 right. that are at the same level as you, like motivation wise. Cause is that why you date older? Yes. Because usually they have their shit together a little, a little bit, bit more. And even so I'm like, they don't really they, like, do they even, do they <laughs> no. even, because I'm like, do we even I, a little like maybe we're just the day. girl. No, I girls <laughs> were very, especially people like us who, who have podcasts yeah. and who are very focused in our career. Like, there's just an element, even when we feel like we're a mess and we don't have it together, we do compared yeah. to most people. Yeah. And so I just, and I want a guy that's not like weirded out by like what I do. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. 
I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion and I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me, I always choose comfort over how something looks, but with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right, so we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I was going to ask, has that your job, your presence on social media, to your knowledge, impacted your dating life? It may. And I just don't know. It it might. Because like, I've gone out on a date with a guy. I went out like a few times with him. And it was very clear that he just wanted to go out with me to then say, Same. oh, I went out. And I'm like, I'm not Kim Kardashian. Like, I'm a, I'm irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Leave the state of New York and I'm irrelevant. Right. So it's like funny, but because he knew about me and his sister was a fan and whatever, he pursued it. And then as soon as like three dates in, he could say that he pursued it. He dropped off. And I was like, I'm so much better than this guy. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And the connection wasn't right anyways, but... That was the one time where, not confirmed, but I had a hunch. hunch. I had a weird feeling about it. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's definitely hard on apps. What is your job set as? Social media. 
And if someone at a bar comes up to me and asks me what I do, I say social media or yeah. like, I'm not going to be like, I have a podcast right. or like I do TikTok. Yeah. Like, those are never going to be my first answers. I'm going to try to play it like I do social media. Maybe they'll think I work for a company and right. fund their social like social media management. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like advertising, whatever yeah. it may be. It's but, so weird how we do that. Yeah. Like we don't want to say what it is that we do. No, what you do, what, you, what it is that you do is fucking awesome. No. Yeah. And if I'm, if I wanted to like say it i mean to a girl yeah it's great yeah. but when i'm talking to a new guy i and think there's just such a stigma around it it can be scary for yeah. them too because what guy it's hard to find a guy that wants to walk into you being yeah like seen when you're on the streets or like right. talking about sex on a podcast right. like it's a that's a lot would you date somebody who like didn't want to be involved in your content like didn't want you to talk about them on the podcast didn't want you to like make videos with them yeah I mean I don't care I'm yeah. like I'm open to both like if so, I would actually be a little concerned if the person was like really excited to be in my content like because <laughs> I don't want a guy that's like yeah. trying to be famous like right. I don't want that um and I often look for guys that are like more like in finance or a doctor or yeah. like a lawyer like something more straightforward and like yeah. type a because they don't care as much or like it doesn't right. concern them. Yeah. So, but I'm not going to be sitting here like posting, like making out videos of us. Right, right. And I'm not going to be actively trying to hide them unless they like wanted me to. With Jake, it was really interesting. So, well, backing up when I was at working at Hinge, I would like flip flop back and forth between like saying, having my profile say that I work at Hinge versus mm, not. Because so when I would, I found that people... Yeah, people would say, like, I don't believe you. Like, they would think I was joking. That's so weird. Right. Like, why would I joke? Why would you joke about <laughs> this that? This is my job. And then when I didn't have it, and then they would ask, and I would say, I worked at Hinge. Like, mm. again, they would either be like, what do you mean? Like, you're joking. What do you really do? Or <laughs> they would also say, like, oh, like, are you going to make content about me? Like, are you going to, like, live tweet our date? Mm. And, like, some people were champs about it. I did actually, like, joke with a guy on a date that I was live tweeting it. And he was like, shut up. Like, are you really? Oh and I was like, yeah. And he's like, wait, can you send me the link so oh I can God. send it to all my friends? That's so funny. But it was something that I felt like I really had to like kind of walk on eggshells around. And when I started dating Jake, when, as it became clear that like this was going somewhere, yeah. I really didn't know what to do. Cause I wanted to talk about it, but I didn't for a while. And, and after maybe like two or three months, he literally said to me, he was like, are you going to talk about me on the podcast yeah. or what? And I was like, okay, green light. Cool. Yeah. And more often than not, I feel like the guy will end up bringing it up in time when they yeah. feel comfortable bringing it up. Yeah. But in the beginning, it's hard because like they don't want to seem intrusive or like they're forcing it out of you if you don't want to talk about it. Right. But I feel like it ends up coming, coming out. out. Yeah. 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 Okay. You posted a video recently I think like in the past week mm -hmm. talking about going out with your friends and this feeling of rejection where sometimes like you'll go out with a group of friends and there will be guys giving them a lot of attention yeah and not you yeah it's story of my life that is like the most relatable thing I've ever heard so first of all thank you for <laughs> posting that because I can only imagine like how validated that made so many people feel mm -hmm. how do you like cope with that yeah I mean I've I swear like my entire life since I've spoken to guys, like I remember in high school, my friends would be talking to boys and I always felt like there was like the group and then it was like me and I was like, or I would be like hopping around trying to like third wheeling in each group, even if yeah. it was just friends chatting, I always felt like kind of like I was floating and like guys weren't interested in me and like everyone, all my friends were more social and hotter and whatever. And through college, it was the same thing. I constantly felt 
oh, I'm in a sorority, everyone's hotter, everyone's more social, whatever. But I remember when I was abroad in Florence, I was actually going through like an eating disorder, Mm -hmm. but I, it was the first time, like, this is very, this is messed up, but I felt more confident in my skin. Like, even though I was miserable and I was sick, I, when I put on my clothes, I felt more confident. And I remember getting so much attention from guys and I always think to myself, that wasn't, babe, that wasn't because you were skinny. Like I, I, at the time I was like, oh, it's cause I'm skinny. I'm getting attention from guys. Mm-hmm. No, it was because I, my chin was up and I was looking people in the eye and I like held myself a certain way. So I feel like it was that, about that like sense of confidence that yeah, you felt and were exuding yeah, that they caught on to. Yes. And again, being in the city, I feel like I've backtracked a little because over the years I've, I've gained weight and I've gone through, you know, like recovery. Mm -hmm. And so I've gone through similar, I I think a lot of it has to do with like confidence and like my friends will go right up to a guy and like be so like aggressive and just like, don't give a shit. And I do. Mm -hmm. And I vary in my head about stuff. So I think that's why I've always continued to kind of be that way. But yeah, even this last week I was in Miami with my friends and I was like, great they're all every single these guys were adorable I was like so cute and they were focused on all my friends none of them were looking at me none of them were asking me questions none of them could care if I lived or died and I was like "Mm, this is cool yeah but I'm almost used to it now I'm like this has been forever and it sucks like it sucks it sucks it's not something you should have to like be used to or be comfortable with but then again it's like there's probably, and the reason why I posted it is because so many people probably feel that way. Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember it's like, doesn't even affect me that much anymore because it's, it it's does, so- but then I just kind of move on and I'm like, one day I'm going to meet the right person and the right person is going to want to talk to me and hang out with me. So I just keep that in my head yeah. is my motivator. Yeah. Like, like it's their loss. Like I'm great and they're missing out. And yeah. Like, yeah. Which is all true. Barkley. Hi, come here. <laughs> no. Okay. Bye. Oh. Yeah. So I, I try to keep the attitude. I'm very much like a fixer in my brain. Like every time I get down, I'll just try to like say something to myself to like fix it. Yeah. And with that, when it comes to like guys ignoring me, I'm like, okay, then they're not the right guy. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Cause yeah. the right guy will want to get to know me yeah. and won't care honestly, if I'm five or 10 pounds more than I was before, like they're not going to care about that stuff. So it's just, I haven't found the right person yet. Yeah. And I think that's the perfect mindset to have. And and it is all true. Mm-hmm. Like it is entirely true. Like you don't want to be some with somebody who doesn't want to be with you, who doesn't yeah. see you for who you are. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it fucking sucks to go out and like see a bunch of cute people <laughs> and think like, oh, I hope they like talk to me and then they talk to everyone else. But yeah. like, I really applaud you for just knowing who you are and knowing like, well, it's like, that's okay. Yeah. And a lot of the time it's out of like shallowness too. Yeah. Guys look at girls. They think they're pretty. They want to talk to them. Yeah. It's not that deep. Like, yeah. It's if they think the other girl is the most attractive girl in the room. Great. It's fine. And and you know what I'm guessing? I'm guessing it's never gone anywhere with them and your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the time. Right. Exactly. I think back to all the times that I've gone out with people, all the times that guys have like talked to girl up in my friend group. And most of the time for what? Right. For they want to cup for you to say you had a a good end to the night. Yeah. 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 I have a listener question. So I'm excited to ask you love. What dating advice would you give to yourself a year ago? Oh my God. Um, honestly, just like go out more, like just go on more dates and just be a little less, put a little less thought into it when you're young, like, and 
most people are not like this. I just happen to be someone that overthinks everything. And it's, it's not that deep. Like just go on the date if you're in doubt and like have fun with it. I, I wish that I had been more spontaneous earlier on because you're just going to have fun. And if not, there's no loss. Yeah, it really should be like, I think dating needs a rebrand. Yeah, to be about having fun. Yeah, like, oh, going to meet up with like a a new friend. And then if it turns into more great, right? Like you're having some drinks, you're having some food, you're going to a new place, like you're getting to know somebody. And it should be fun. Exactly. But we've all branded it as like it being such a nerve wracking, scary thing. Yeah. And I've always in my head, it was always like the scariest thing ever. Like, I public speak all the time and that doesn't give me anxiety, but dating, I'll have anxiety for the two days prior to going on a date. What is your specific anxiety with going on a date? Now it's, it's better because I think before it was just the unknown. Like I wasn't experienced and I'm still really not that experienced in dating. Um, but I think it was more just being one-on-one with the person and being in my head about like, will it be awkward? And what is there to talk about? And what if I don't like him? And I don't know. I think it's scarier sometimes being one-on-one with a person than it is being with a lot of people. Yeah. Cause like, Oh, like if there's an awkward pause, like, yeah, but, but if there's an awkward pause, so what? Right. Great. Whatever. Yeah. And it's not, it's just not scary. I blew it up in my head. And I think a lot of people tend to do that. But once you do it, you're like, okay, this is really not a big deal. Like calm down. (laughs) I think for me, and I think I know for me, my fear with it. And the reason that I like couldn't let myself have fun with it was because I was so afraid of getting hurt. Mm. Like if the date ended and I liked them, even the slightest, I initially would freak out and be like, oh, well, I'm going to get hurt. Mm. Like when's my heartbreak coming? Yeah. That's Signing myself up for failure. I'm always like the opposite where I'm like, I'm definitely not going to like this person. Like, I'm always like, I'm not going to like them. You're like trying to find someone. Yeah. Who you like. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I just always am like, I have lower expectations. Like I don't ever think I'm going to go into a date and be like obsessed, but I think it's almost a little better to be that way. Cause it's like, it instead of putting someone on a pedestal before and then yeah. like liking them no matter what they say. Cause I have friends that will take all the good traits that they see in someone from a first date. Yeah. And then in their brain, they'll be like, okay, if I, they just add this, this, and this, then they're going to be someone that's could be my boyfriend. And I'm like, but you just made those extra things up. You yeah. need to let them show you who they really are in right. order for you to see if you actually connect with them. But oftentimes girls, we all just like, play things up in our head yeah we play things up in our head and we and we think people are sims characters yes that we, can we just create like a persona put ingredients in yeah, yeah. totally yeah. and that's like totally not who they are exactly i i used to do that all the time i mean even in college with guys i was hooking up with who i i would fantasize about being in a relationship with them and i'm like girl you are in your head you are making them like a good person yeah they're not they're not like I'm actual like, delusion happening. yeah i'm like they're emotionally unavailable yeah. like they don't talk like they get in fights with half their friends they never take anyone on an they're, actual date yeah they get like, they black out too much like yeah it's all those things you don't think about you just try to like hype them up it's just like so. oh like but they're so close with their family yeah and, like they did this volunteer thing yeah. and like they texted me the next morning yeah. like, i'm like bare minimum bare babe fucking bare minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, we deserve more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's graduating college this month? Honestly, just like embrace the transition because like the transition is never going to be like rainbows. Like it's yeah. just, it's a weird time, but embrace that like weird time. Like go out with friends of friends. 
I think that's the best time to just like meet new people and like combine friend groups and be okay with not knowing everything, not knowing your career, not knowing who you're going to end up with, not knowing where you're going to be a year from now or where you're going to live. Like you just kind of have to embrace as hard as it is, because I know it's hard, like literally embrace the unknown and just try to take it day by day instead of like continuously like putting pressure on yourself for the future there's always going to be these scary question marks of what's next or what, like, well, what do I have to do to get mm-hmm. like to these building blocks and to yeah. get to that next stage. And there's always going to be so many unknowns and all you can do is take it one step at a time. Yeah. And it's like, you don't need to be in your permanent job. Like no. you could be in this job for a month. You could quit. Like, it's okay. I think people think like you have to I, stay in for two years. If at you're least, that miserable, like, quit. There, there are so many successful people I know that I went to school with who they changed jobs three times their yeah. first year out of college. Oh my God. And that now they're where they need to be. Yeah. They figured out what was right for them. And yes. like, it is so, it's so important to figure out what's not right for you. Exactly. But you don't, you're not stuck. Exactly. You're not stuck. You're and not signing your life away. Yeah. And most people don't. And if you stay. are, don't. Yeah. yeah. No, literally don't. <laughs> literally. How long do you typically wait to hook up with a guy once you've met him in person, but initially online? So if I, like hook up, meaning like have sex, I assume, um, I usually my friends like make fun of me because like I say like, oh, I'll try to wait till like the third or fourth date, depending on like how it goes. But then they were like, you have a loophole because I like one time like went out with this guy and then like the next day he met up with me when I was like out at night. So and, then I had to yeah. <laughs> and then the next day I had sex with him. So I was yep. like three date, three dates. <laughs> I mean, but no, I just think like not on the first date at least yeah. and, and probably not on the second. Well, you know what? In that example, me, you did it when you felt comfortable doing it yeah I think that's all that matters and I think in the moment I knew it wasn't going anywhere like I kind of felt the vibes and I was like I don't think this is going because if I see it going somewhere I try to withhold a little bit Mm. because I want to just like I feel like a guy takes you more seriously when you just state like if you don't have sex with him it's almost like this is what I'm here for kind Mm -hmm. of and if you have sex they might get mixed like ideas like what does she want yeah so do you view it differently if it's somebody you met on a dating app versus in person or through a friend? No, not really. Like a date is a date. So I'm still gonna, even if I know the person, like I'm still gonna count it like first date, second date. So to me, it's like still the same. I feel like people stopped doing that like 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Or no, like like a few years ago, realistically. Like to me, it's it's all all the the same. same. Like dating apps, like I'm most likely have mutual friends with the person if I'm meeting them on a dating app. Yeah. All right. Here is a longer question. I've liked one of my guy friends for a while. We met on Bumble two years ago and we get along really well. At the time, he said he wasn't sure what he wanted, but said he definitely wants to be friends. Literally all of my friends like him and want to see us together. We currently live four hours away from each other, but he's always telling me to let him know when I'm back in town and always insists on paying when we go when we go out. Do I ask him how he feels about me or is it better to leave things the way we are? I mean, first of all, if you're distance, that's hard. Sorry, it's a factor. Second of all, I'm like, my whole thing is why isn't he, if he wants you, then why isn't he like making, I mean, he's definitely making an effort. I, but, and I have guy friends that keep me around and I know they don't like me, but there's like something. Mm -hmm. I think it can never hurt. If you feel like being with him is going to hurt you more then just ask, like, just come out and say like, look, I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with sometimes just being straight up and being like, I feel this way. If not, totally chill. That's fine. But like, like, I just want to know if, if it's mutual or what, because at the end of the, you guys met on Bumble. Like, I don't believe in lifelong friends that are just boy, girl friends. So 
don't worry about ruining the friend. I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You liked him for a while. Yeah. You met on Bumble yeah. in a dating capacity. Right. Yeah. I think it's worth figuring it out because otherwise it's always going to be in the back of your head as a yeah. what if. Yeah, exactly. And if here's the thing, if he says he's still not looking for it, like whatever, mm-hmm. listen, you still have four hours away from each other. Yeah. It's not going to impact your day to day life. Exactly. And it's right. You're not going to have to see them every day. So yeah. if you ha- get rejected, not a big deal. Out of sight, out of mind. Block yeah. him on everything if you want to. I know yeah. you're not going to want to lose a friend, but realistically, sometimes you get hurt and then you need to kind of cut it off. Yeah. And for the most part, he's a pen pal right now. Yeah. For, for real. And you can replace that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can. With an in-person one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is going on, but for the past few months, every time I set up a date with someone, it never actually happens. What typically happens is we set a day and a general time of day in advance. And then when it comes to the day of or the day before, I message them about making specific plans and I never hear back. I generally don't have a schedule where I can be more spontaneous, so I don't know how else to approach it. If it helps, I'd say 75% of the time, I'm the one who initially brings up the we should go out slash when are we going to meet conversation. So that's the issue. Like you just said, it. it's you need to wait then until someone else asks you out because then because if you're asking, then you're not positive. They might be saying yes, but they might not really know. And they're like on the fence and could bail. So wait until you meet someone that asks you out and maybe chat with more people or look at who you're chatting with. Like, do you feel like the people are kind of like, do you just think they're hot? And right, like, is there a common theme yeah, between them? Yeah. yeah. Like go for someone that actually seems like a genuinely nice person. And I just say like, when in doubt, let the guy like do the work first, because then you know for a fact that they're, and I know people are gonna make, you're not a feminist, blah, 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 blah. I, if I want an answer, I just let the guy do it because then I have my answer easy. Yeah. And I I think, listen, I think it's worth switching up your strategy. If it's 75% of the time, this isn't working out this is what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing, but if it's not working for you, it's not working for you right now. Yeah. And maybe it goes even a little deeper to like, maybe there's something in your profile that is turning people off or attracting the wrong type of people who Mm -hmm. aren't actually looking to go out and Mm -hmm. meet you. And they just want someone to like text yeah. You know? Yeah. So maybe explore what's in your profile and like yeah. what message that's giving off. Mm-hmm. That's but, so true. Yeah. All right. One more. I've liked one of, oh no, it's the same thing. Mm. Oh, it was twice. Okay. <sighs> Never they were, mind. They really wanted an answer. <laughs> they really wanted an answer. Okay. Well, in that case, I have one more question for okay. you. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? Oh my God. This is like such a good question. I feel like this like might not even really be that good, but it's just like everything works out the way it's supposed to. Like if you break up with someone and it's meant to be, you'll come back together. Like I really feel like the universe, like I'm not like very woo woo, but the universe has a plan for you. And so you just have to trust that in the right time, you're going to find the right person. You have to have patience and just have trust in the universe that things are going to work out for you. And they will when you least expect it. I love that. And it's so funny. Like, I'm not woo woo at all. And like, to me, I won't even go as far to say like the universe has a plan, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think everything yeah. happens for a reason. Yes, completely. And I feel like there are so many examples, like in my life, in my relationship, in so many of my like, closest friends relationships where it just is so proven where it's like, if these people had matched like a month before, yeah. it wasn't the right time. Right. Exactly. And it's like, timing is everything. Yeah. And it's just I just feel like I believe in like divine timing. Like when it happens, that's when it's supposed to happen for you. Yeah. So that, yeah. Carly, thank you so much for being here. Where can everybody find you? 
at Carly underscore Weinstein on Instagram, at Carly Weinstein one on TikTok and Hot Girl Talks podcast. Check it out. <laughs> Thank you for podcast. having me. Of course. All of that will be linked below and love you guys so much. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!